Both are currently being held in police custody. A 48-year-old man was arrested on suspicion of murder on Friday and is also being held in police custody. Police were called to Grove Caravan Park at around 10am on Friday, September the 28th, where Mr Clark was pronounced deceased. Officers said Mr Clark's next of kin had been informed and are being supported by specialist officers. Mr Clark's family issued a statement to David Paris Police saying, We are absolutely devastated at the loss of our wonderful father, grandfather, son, brother, friend and partner. An incident room has been set up in Carmarthen with a dedicated team of investigators working on the inquiry. A mobile police station and police cars have been present throughout the weekend. House-to-house inquiries are being carried out to try and establish the circumstances of the death. Officers are appealing for information from anyone staying at the caravan park who might have seen or heard anything out of the ordinary between 5pm on Thursday, September the 27th and 10am on Friday, September the 28th to come forward. Detective Chief Inspector Paul Jones said, Any piece of information, however small you think it might be, could be critical in piecing together the circumstances which led to this man's death. Please call 101 if you think you can help. Pembrokeshire's Road Policing Unit has made several arrests for drink and drug driving. On Friday night, a man was arrested for driving under the influence of cannabis and cannabis possession in Milford Haven. Police took a blood sample and issued a cannabis warning. On Saturday morning in Milford Haven, a man was arrested for driving under the influence of cocaine. Bloods were taken at custody and the man was released under investigation pending results. A man was also charged with drink driving following a stop check in Pembroke Dock. Undergraduate students from Pembrokeshire are invited to apply for a Port of Milford Haven scholarship. The annual scholarship scheme is now taking applications, from which four students will be chosen to receive a financial award of £1,500, together with an expenses-paid three-week work placement at the port during the summer of 2019. Having supported more than 60 students since it was introduced in 2003, the initiative continues to help local students during their studies and boost their future career prospects. Sitting on the judging panel will be Port Chairman Chris Martin, Head of Safeguarding and Learner Services at Pembrokeshire College, Maxine Thomas, and Pat James, Chairman of the Governors at Milford Haven School. To be eligible, students must be in a degree course at a British university and have completed the majority of their secondary education in Pembrokeshire. That's the latest. You're up to date on Pure West Radio. This is Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire. Track, track, money, penny. Got me in my Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me Cause I want you, and I need you And I'm down for you always, KB Do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me Cause I want you, and I need you And I'm down for you always 
the new me is really still the real me I swear you gotta feel me before they try and kill me They gotta make some choices, they running out of options Cause I've been going off and they don't know when to stop And when you get to top and I see that you've been learning And when you get to shopping, you spend it like you earned it And when you popped off on your ex, he deserved it I thought you were the one from the jump that confirmed it Trap money, Benny I buy you champagne, but you love some Henny From the block like you Jenny I know you special, girl, cause I know too many Risha, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me Cause I want you, and I need you And I'm down for you always JT, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me Cause I want you, and I need you And I'm down for you always Then we kissing in a wave, kissing, kissing in a wave, kissing, kissing in a wave. Uh. I need that black card in the cold to the safe, cold to the safe, cold, cold to the safe, safe. I show them how to network, and Netflix to chill. What's your net, net, network? Cause I want you, and I need you, and I'm down for you always. And I'm down for you always. And I'm down for you, down, down for you, down, down for you always. Now let me see you Welcome back to POS Radio, Ronnie J and David Williams, my guest. And we are on the debate show discussing Willie Bush. Now, I've had a message in, which is going to take me a little while to read, but it's from our very own Rob uh, here at POS Radio. And he's he was saying his daughter was born a month after Willie Bush closed the SCBU, the SCBU. She was premature, weighed just four pounds and had gastrocesis, excuse me if I've said that wrong, a horrible condition where some of the organs are formed on the outside. She had to be born in the Heath in Cardiff, had an operation at one hour old. The surgeons were incredible and literally saved her life. No complaints about the staff and the procedure. However, she was in intensive care for six weeks in the Heath and he had to stay in the parent accommodation. The whole process was so traumatic and the worst period of my life without a doubt. The only thing that could have made it better was if she was able to be treated in Withybush and we could be closer to home, closer to family and support. It would have made a huge difference and I would have coped a lot better. To be honest, that sounds, you know, extreme, but at the same time, why couldn't... They have, you know, why couldn't they keep the SCBU unit open? I mean, to travel all that way with your baby and have all that happen, and even in intensive care, surely 
that should have been possible that they could have been brought back to Willie Bush. And as Rob says, for more support, you would have had a lot more support for that. Unfortunately, we hear many, many stories like that and worse, and it, it really does get you, which is why we will continue fighting. Um, don't ask me why they moved it. Uh, we were all against it. Um, we fought it. They didn't listen. Um, they promised everything would be in place in Glanguilly, which it wasn't. So they've, as far as I'm concerned, I have no trust for the health board. I think very few people in Pembrokeshire have. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, yeah. They haven't got a good track record uh, of broken promises, etc. Uh, saying they're going to, oh, something's only temporary and it becomes permanent. Uh, you know, it, the list goes on and on. I'm not going to bore you with it now. Uh, We've had a question from Anthony Wales. Do we still have a fully functioning A&D in Withybush at this moment? A good question, which unfortunately I don't know the answer to. We are supposed to have, but uh, I'm beginning to get a little bit of feedback that's saying, uh, in effect, we haven't. Ah. Well, I know for a fact that um, people have been going into A&E and because there are no beds in the wards, that instead of being treated in A&E and then sent up to a ward, they're having to stay two or three days, sometimes longer, in A&E because there are no beds upstairs. You, on, on occasion, you might even be lucky to be treated in A&E. You might have an evening glanguilly because lately people have been transferred to Prince Philip, which isn't a full A&E, and even Robinson for the A&E treatment. It makes it makes you wonder. I'm, as I said, I am supposed to be slightly impartial on this, but I'm afraid uh, I think pretty much I'm not. But the viewers out there looking at our uh, live feed, hi. Um, I hate that, but we'll do it anyway. Contact us. It's lovely to have your comments on, but if you want to text us, text us on 60777. Start your text with PWR, or you can... Email us at studio at purewestradio.com. Sorry, my mind went a complete blank then. And uh, keep, you know, keep bringing those, com those, those comments in. Let us hear your views. This is what this show is about. It's about your views. And as I say, tonight, it's about Withybush Hospital. I've, heard, I've had some heart-rending stories, really, that I am totally surprised that obviously and i'm not really supposed to say this this is going to come out and i'm I might get told off for it but it doesn't seem to me as though the health board have got a heart <laughs> have they just got purse strings well their mantra one of the things in their mantra is to be kind kind of what i don't know yes but, uh, yeah uh, anyway i shall leave that uh <laughs> Uh, we speak to uh, members of the health board all the time, uh, but to be perfectly honest, um, when you go to a health board meeting, you come out a little bit shell-shocked because it's virtually the same thing with almost patting each other on the back. I'll give you an example. You get a problem comes up and somebody reports a problem at a meeting. So they form a focus group who will look at the problem and report that the next meeting in two or three months' time. Two or three months' time, 
you go and they oh uh, what's happened with that problem oh yeah we we formed this focus group and we've now asked a committee to look into it and they threaten up meetings with third party sector so and so and it goes on and on and on so you eventually end up 12 months later and they're still talking about the problem even one of their own, and I won't mention his name to embarrass him, senior members said we need to do, we need less talk and more action. I mean, I was sort of in business for most of my life, and if you went to a meeting and you had a problem, the next meeting in a month's time, you were meant to have evaluated the problem, sorted the solution out, and done it. The health board just—I don't know. It's, surely, it's, it's in yeah, surely in any other form of business, because let's be honest, that's what they are—they're a business. Yeah. In any other form of business that you'd be running, surely you'd end up losing your business because if you're never going to solve a problem, how is it going to gain anything anywhere? Quite, but. Uh it's a business, but it's publicly funded. Exactly, and the public are the ones that are supposed to be listened to. Um, as I did say at the beginning of the show, uh, we I did invite um, the health board to come along with the representative, but I'm afraid for some reason they declined. So it's kind of difficult tonight to actually put across their views because obviously they declined to come in. I'm not sure why. Um, maybe they decided that they've already had enough flack for one <laughs> week i don't know but at the end of the day they can see that the community even with their latest uh, statement f- that they've come out with they can see the community is not happy why do they decide not to listen this is this is the thing that they, they go on about doing this that and the other but they're not actually doing as you say they're publicly funded so therefore, the public should be the ones telling them what to do. They, I think they also quite, um, they won't like me for this. I think they're quite <laughs> devious. <laughs> they don't like me anyway, so it doesn't make any difference. Uh, they're also quite devious. I mean, give, give you one example. The uh, map that came out for the community hubs when they first had their consultation. One glance at it and uh, you looked and you said, hang on, you've got a community hub in... Tembe and Pembroke area. What about the north of the county? Fishguards and Davids, etc. Uh, what about northwest Carmarthenshire? There's a big glaring gap there. And a senior exec said, uh, oh yeah, you're, you're the second person to uh, mention that. Um, we'll have a look at it. Yeah, we may have no, left a gap there. And I thought, you've had a team working on this for over 12 months. It's been scrutinised by executives. And you have missed there's a glaring gap that a member of the public can pick out in 10 seconds. I don't think that's right. I think what they did was left it deliberately so they could show they listened to the public when they pointed it out and put one there. Yes. The other... Sorry, the other thing is uh, they are now trying to think of a new name for the community hospital uh, so that it's not called a community hospital. It'll still be one, but they're going to call it something else when they come up with a name. I wonder who's going to come up with that and what it's going to be. I'm sure we can think of a few Mm. names for it, but uh, we won't go down that road tonight. Please keep in contact with us. Um, Let me me have your comments. Um, Texts. 60777 PWR, start it with that, studio at 
purewestradio.com. This this show is about hearing your views, and I want to give a massive, massive thank you to everybody that has actually been in contact already, that has told me their stories, and it, it's, as I said, it's quite heart-wrenching to read some of them out, you know, and to, to hear about it. There's so much going on with so many people that A&E is, is just the tip of the iceberg, I think. We need a fully functioning hospital that can cope with everything. I mean, we were talking earlier on and we were saying that what's happening is the services are being moved to Glanguilly, further up the line, Morriston, and those hospitals now, as I say, it's been proved they're unable to cope. So I'm going to be blunt, and I'm sorry about this. If I offend anyone, I'm really sorry. But how many deaths are there going to have to be before somebody in the health or somebody in the situation can say, hang on a minute, let's go back, let's sort this out? But how are you going to know? We know there have been... Uh, I hesitate to say it. We know, we have heard there have been deaths and uh, mentally damaged babies through lack of oxygen since moving services. But how do you prove it? We are not medical experts. We can't get hold of the evidence. Uh, Patient confidentiality stops us looking at things. Uh, The people are too upset to actually come forward. Which is understandable. Which is perfectly understandable. They're distressed. So it is extremely difficult for us as campaigners to get the evidence. It's always dismissed as anecdotal. The only way you can get the evidence is by going through the health board. And the health board are not going to give it up that easily. Nope. (laughs) And, I mean, there was a prime case recently over the stillbirth. um, And that's gone the ombudsman and has been proved, etc. And it's in the public domain now. So where uh, a death was recorded as a stillbirth when it wasn't. Mm. I did Uh, read about that, yes. I read about that. Now, if you get one, it makes you wonder how How many many others were misrecorded. Because that distorts the figures. It's the same as uh, the difference between a complaint and a concern. If you send a complaint into the health board, but you don't mark on it that it's an official complaint, ask for the reply with the complaint number and the person handling it, it may be recorded as a concern, which doesn't count in the figures. Even the advocacy department of the CHC have sent in a complaint on behalf of a patient and they then, when they get the reply, have to ring back and say, there's no complaint number on this and no person handling it, please can you let me have it? And that is the only way, apparently, they count as complaints. Which makes you wonder how many complaints have become concerns and concerns that Mm -hmm. were complaints don't become anywhere. Quite. I'm going to uh, put a bit of music on now and I think we'll have Sandy Tom with I Wish I Was a Punk Rocker Oh I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair In 77 and 69 revolution was in the air I was born too late into a world that doesn't care Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. 
When the head of state didn't play guitar, not everybody drove a car. When music really mattered and when radio was king. When accountants didn't have control and the media couldn't buy your soul. When computers were still scary and we didn't know everything. Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. In 77 and 69, revolution was in the air. I was born too late into a world that doesn't care. Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. When pop stars still remained a myth and ignorance could still be bliss. And when God saved the queen, she turned a white, a shade of pale. My mom and dad were in their teens and anarchy was still a dream. And the only way to stay in touch was a letter and the mail. Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. In 77 and 69, revolution was in the air. I was born too late to a world that doesn't care. Record shops were still on top and vinyl was all that they stopped And the super info highway was still drifting out in space Kids were wearing hand-me-downs and playing games Men kick around and footballers still had long hair and dirt across their face Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair In 77 and 69, revolution was in the air I was born too late into a world that doesn't care And you're back with Pure West Radio and The Debate Show. I'm Ronnie Jay and I've got Mr David Williams in the studio with me who's been giving me quite a bit of insight on the Withybush situation. But we were, we were having a, um, a chat while the music was on. And, sorry, I'm just getting back. The, the Isaac Bowen, uh, I hope you can hear me. I really do hope you can hear me. Um, apparently he's saying that he couldn't hear us, so I'm just hoping that he can. You must get frustrated. Yes, of course we do. We get frustrated, we get disheartened, um, because nobody, they, they just don't listen. We'll have meetings, we have private meetings uh, with the health board, um, but they say they're listening, but they're not. Um, they try and frighten you, and they probably try and frighten the public by saying, well, if we don't have this new build, then everything's going to end up in Morrison. Really? You're going to have maternity consultant maternity in Morrison, and an A&E only in Morrison? I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think the public will put up with that. So, you know, don't come out with the bull that's frightening us. Yeah. Into getting what you want. Let's have a little bit of truth and honesty and openness. Have we actually had any of that? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know Um, it's a difficult question to answer, but have we actually had anything all the way through the the situation with Withy Bush when it first started and all the statements they've put out, everything they've said they were going to do, has there actually been anything that's going to 
The the new uh, sort of, when I say new management, um, the chief exec's been there for a few years now. The previous one, uh, you could get nothing. He was very belligerent sort of person. Um, <laughs> you put that politely. <laughs> he went to North Wales and then made a mess of there and then got suspended. Uh, he had brought down a crony. Um, I, I'm sorry, the gentleman's name's. Uh, slipped my mind at the moment due to my age (laughs) Um, he went to the Countess of Chester and has just been dismissed from there over neonatal deaths and these were the two who pushed forward the removal of Pediatrics and maternity from Withy Bush. Ah. Now, bo- both those who have gone uh, to different places have both not succeeded, shall we say, in, in where they've mm. gone and, and had problems. So, do they. Does the health board need to change its board members? I believe the health board needs to be elected rather than being appointed by Welsh Government. Um, then they are answerable to the public so that if they're not doing their job, five years' time you can kick them out and get somebody in who's better. I think that's a brilliant idea. I don't think they'll go with it, though. Neither do I. <laughs> because they want to keep control. Uh, failing that, I am actually getting to the position where um, I think that Hilda should be disbanded. We should go back to be in separate trusts, both in Llanelli and Pembrokeshire, etc., because they were actually then more efficiently then. It sounds silly, but uh, there has been no saving in admin costs or whatever since going into Yelda. It's actually cost more. Um, and the efficiency was better. There's so much wastage now. I, I mean, I could go through a catalogue of stuff. But things were more tightly controlled when we had trusts, and you actually had probably no more people than in it than are currently at Withy Bush. Um, was that when we had a fully working Withybush? When Withybush was successful and advancing all the time, and instead of going backwards, in my view, which is what we're doing now. Well, this is it. I mean, this is why I don't understand that when they're putting all these extra loads onto the other hospitals, and yet the hospital here has been proved to be successful in the past... Why did they? Why change something that was working? Because, as I said, there's been a, an agenda for many years to centralise services. Uh, maybe it's a national agenda. I don't know. Maybe it's down to the um, health budget taking up so much, uh, and they want to reduce it. So they want fewer hospitals and they seem to think they can have all the specialist services in fewer hospitals and that they, they don't seem to anticipate that people are going to die because of it, that you're, you're not going to save a huge amount of money because, yes, you may be able to have less staff than it, but you've got more transport costs and the no- knock-on effect of the public is uh, in expense is obviously going to be massive because you've got further to travel, your relatives have got further to travel, you're going to create more traffic on the roads. You'll probably end up with more accidents, which means more going to A&E. So it's a knock-on situation. There's also, uh, apart from the health issue, which is obviously the prime issue, there's the economic issue. Because, 
I, I, I know that uh, national companies who are looking to invest into West Wales no longer looking at Carmarthen because of it's only got a 40,000 catchment area there. The two big catchment areas are Hanford West and Llanelli with 80,000 each. Now, if you haven't got a DGH and an ANE in Pembrokeshire, they're going to rule out Pembrokeshire and go to Llanelli because it's only um, 10 minutes up the road to Morrison, which will have a full ANE, etc., etc. So that will have a massive knock-on effect on all economy, along with tourism and uh, employment, etc. Now, Pembrokeshire is one of five counties in the whole of Wales who contribute more to, out of 22, who contribute more to the Welsh Government coffers than it gets back. And the, uh, the rest of the money is used to help subsidise the other counties. Now, if all the economy goes down, the other four counties will have to contribute more or the ones who are receiving the subsidies will have to receive less. So it's going to have a major knock-on effect. Of course. But in that case, surely it would make sense if we are one of the biggest contributors in this area, in Pembrokeshire, why not have the hospital to back it? Quite right. I mean, you only look at the tourism figures. Exactly. Uh, I mean, Tenby population alone is 5,000 in the winter. It goes to 95,000 in the summer months. We get something like four and a half, five million visitors in Pembrokeshire, tourist visitors, and we get them in the winter as well. Yes. We're also now losing out on um, some of the like school trips who used to come here and now cancelling because we haven't got paediatric department mm-hmm. here anymore. Um, I don't know why they cannot see that there is a big knock-on effect. The the other thing is, like you were saying about um, the amount of people, people are living longer as well now. Mm-hmm. You know, they there's so you've you've got that long-term effect as well of the of elderly people that perhaps might need more care that would need it in a community. They're not going to want to go to Carmarthen or to Morriston. They're not going to want to go up there. No, they're going to want that in their own community, in their own hospital. They're actually using the fact that people are living longer, and our community apparently, our um, the forecast is that they the people over uh, a certain age are going to increase the number of people. Well, uh, and they have complex conditions, but at the same time, don't elderly people? have a need for the emergency services. Surely they do. So, you know, they're saying, oh, we're going to keep these services for the elderly at Withybush. Yeah, but again, if they have an emergency, they probably, even more so than a fit younger person, need to get to where they can be have life-saving treatment quickly. Exactly. So, therefore, that is another reason for Withybush Hospital being put back together again. Quite true. It's, it's hard to try and understand for some people I suppose that okay there are people that welcome the new hospital idea and they think that yes it is a good idea that we do need that but do we need it where they suggest it's going to go well we don't know where it's going to go the the health board will say between um, Narbeth and St Clair's um, I've got my own view where I think it will be, um, but 
it could be even worse than where I think it'll be. We won't know until they come up with it, and that's one of the things about the consultation. There was no facts, no evidence, nothing concrete that we could pin our, our hopes on. And yes, I can see the attraction for some people for a nice new shiny build hospital which will have everything in it, but it's half an hour further away, and that's fine if it's not life-threatening. Yeah. Understand that completely. But when you need it, because you're... There's, you've got a serious, life-threatening, urgent problem and you've got to travel another half an hour to get where you can have life-saving surgery or treatment, that's when it'll matter to you. That's when it'll make the difference. And the number of beds as well. That's the other thing because, OK, how <laughs> to take into the account the number of beds that are going to be needed, how big is the hospital going to be? Exactly. I you mean, you have wards in Withybush that are closed, that have beds in them, that could be reopened fairly quickly, fairly easily, I would assume. I don't know, I'm not an expert, but to me, I would assume if they had the staff available. But if you're talking another hospital that is further down the road, you're going to have more people having to go to that. How big do they need the hospital? Well, uh, Withybush has gone from 300-odd beds down to... It's lost about roughly a third, at least, of its bed capacity from when in its heyday. Uh, Carmarthenshire has gone down. Llanetli actually has more beds than Withybush um, in Prince Philip Hospital. So, uh, But you're still looking at... To replace the current capacity, probably in the region of six, seven hundred beds. Which is a large hospital. But they will say, ah, but there won't be so many people going to the hospital because we'll have the community hubs and we'll have all this out in the community. Now, one thing I said to them when they were talking about the reduction in beds in Withybush and about bed blocking, not a nice term, the people mm. who shouldn't really be there could be out in the community. Yeah. So I said, well, hang on, you've got all this spare capacity at Withybush. You must have empty rooms they're using for storage because you've closed the beds down. So reopen them, but not with nurses, with community uh, staff, um, etc., so that the ones who are medically fit to be dis discharged but haven't got um, the facility and social services or the care they're at home, etc., that you put them in the this community ward, yeah. man it with social services staff or, or volunteers or whatever, that don't because they don't need to be medically trained, they're there purely to look after those support, and, and, support. Yeah. and then if they have a relapse and something happens, you're in the same building, you only got to transfer and you're, you've got help on you've hand. You've got help on hand, exactly. Now they apparently did this in um uh, and not Llanechli, sorry, in uh, Aberystwyth. And when I mentioned uh, it to Steve Moore, he said, oh, we did this in Aberystwyth, but um, that won't work because it filled up all the beds in the community side were used. I said, well, surely that showed it was working and it was actually Exactly, it, that was where it <laughs> should have been happening. <laughs> we will take a break for for two and a half minutes, roughly. And have a little bit of music while we have a little bit of a breathe. And we have got the four tops. I can't help myself.
Welcome back to Pure West Radio and the Debate Show. I'm Ronnie Jay, and with me in the studio, who has been absolutely fantastic with his knowledge and his information, is Mr. David Williams. Thank you for coming in tonight. I know it was very short notice, but uh, thank you. Not at all, and hope I didn't make too much of a fool of myself. I had oh, no right. time. We to haven't had it. any messages on that one. <laughs> That's the other thing. I would also like to thank everybody that has messaged us, that has got in contact with us. This is what the show was about, for you to be able to put your view forward. And we've had quite a few people put them forward. It, it's, it's lovely to hear from you. And even the ones that, as I say earlier on, they were heart-wrenching. But they have to be said. It has to be said. The community fights as a whole. And as a whole, they are fighting for Withybush. Now, the health board, in their wisdom, decided to decline to come in. So we, I'm afraid, don't have any comments from their side. I'm not sure why, but we don't have any comments from their side. So I'm afraid it has been slightly one-sided tonight. But at the same time, it's been fascinating to hear all of your, your comments, hear your own situation. And do you think we'll win? Uh, well, I'm I'm not going to give up until we do. So, uh, if you want me around to be a hundred and twenty and still fighting, fine. But uh, I hope the health board will want to get rid of me before then. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, they want to get rid of everybody and actually, you know, make it what it should be. Withy Bush, as you say, was a successful hospital. There are so many people that I I've heard over the last few months with the situation, the statements coming out from the, the Healthar Health Board, that they have turned around and said, but Withybush, I remember Withybush when 10, 20, 30 years ago, mm. when it was a hospital that covered everything. You, and people didn't in the community didn't have to worry. Mm. They didn't have to think, well, hang on, if I'm ill, if I've got an emergency, where do I go? What's going to happen to me? That surely shouldn't be happening. No, I totally agree. And the health board don't want you looking back because they want you they don't want you really to see how good it was before uh, because they want to move services away. And if you keep if you look back, I'd challenge anyone to look back at the history of Willie Bush and look at it all the way through and see how it was developing and how good it was and the difference now. There is a massive difference now. It's, it's almost like it's less than half the hospital it was. But at the same time, it's made more damage 
for other hospitals because at one stage Withybush had a fantastic reputation and as I said I was reading about that and people were saying you know it did it had a fantastic reputation staff wise consultant wise wards everything now with everything going to Glanguilly or further up the line do you find that the, those hospitals are starting to lose their their credibility of how good they are uh, well, it, it always has a knock-on effect. I mean, there are there were are plans to expand Morrison. I believe there's a hiccup over the planning permission, which I won't go into at the moment. I need to gain a bit more evidence <laughs> on that. Um, but once you keep loading more services constantly up the line, you're creating more pressure constantly up the line. You know, it's... It, You've got to stop somewhere. And personally, I I think, why can't they, if, if their problem is um, consultants, trainees, uh, middle grades, etc., not being able to have uh, as many cases as they need in one particular hospital, rotate them. Mm. Um, why not have them working as satellites from each other? If we went back to trusts, I wouldn't expect each trust to operate individually. It has to work in conjunction with the other trusts around it. And yes, you can divide some services between each other so that one is a specialist in one area, and, and the, but you share them around. But you keep A&E in each of the hospitals for each area. A&E is, I think, the, the biggest thing at the moment with people because it is scary when... <coughs> Excuse me. When you you know you you suddenly realise you're not going to have an A and E, or there isn't going to be one close enough, and it's like we've heard with it, with people with their their children and uh, their selves. If you haven't got that, and you've got to go for that again, is going to have the knock on effect where these hospitals aren't coping now. So what you know? How on earth are they going to cope even more? That's the health board. They uh, they think they have the answers to most things. I mean, they the the configuration they're planning now. They've said isn't been hasn't been done anywhere in the world. Uh, we think there might be a reason for that that nobody's <laughs> daft enough to try it. Um, <laughs> That's quite possible. And when we mentioned that, when we said that to um, one uh, exec. Uh, he said, ah, but when we've done it, they'll all come here to look at it. I said, yeah, to s learn from your mistakes and see how not to do it. Yes, but that's, that's something that we don't really want happening. No. So, hence why everybody is fighting that it doesn't happen. And we need everyone fighting together, as you said earlier. Uh, whatever your party is, whatever you support... Put all the party bits and, and put politics party knock aside. Into one side. Yeah. You can't put politics to one side because it is a political issue, but True. you put party politics to yes. one side. Yes, yeah. Um, we all have to stand together and fight together. And if we do that, I think we will send a clear message. Back the message has been sent because there's been so many protests up at the Senate, the, the, the amount of signatures and petitions that have been handed in. Do you think that the the health board are actually, uh, or the Senate themselves, are actually looking at them and taking note? Uh, 
To a certain extent, yes, but we need bigger and better demos. Uh, we don't need a thousand people turning out. We need forty thousand people signed the, the petition. If we we should be able to get at least ten, twenty thousand people out on a on a demo. Um, if it was me, I and if I thought I could organise it. I'd have a convoy going all the way to Cardiff with tractors, lorries, etc. And I'd drive that then Cardiff, create as much traffic holdups <laughs> and disruption right in the heart of Cardiff where the, uh, the Cardiff bubble is. Because, uh, uh, but I don't think that'll work. If anybody wants to take you up on that offer, <laughs> yeah, get in just contact. Get in touch. Yes, get in contact. I'll lead it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a break now for a little bit of music, and it's years and years if you're over me. It's like thunder and lightning. You heard me without trying. A tempest is rising No, I don't like to be this way And you're Jekyll and hiding Are you real? Are you lying? So stop with your crying I can't handle it now You tell everyone our love went cold Going around spreading the word is over If that's how you feel then you should go around saying I still want you One minute you say you're a team Then you're telling me you can't breathe Well you should set me free Baby if you're over me Yesterday you said I'm the one But now you say you're done Stop telling me what I need Baby if you're over me There you go there I said it Don't look at me all offended You played games till it ended I've got to look out for me I won't say that it's easy Oh, I know I hate leaving But you can't keep deceiving Does it make you feel good? You tell everyone our love went cold Going around spreading the word it's over Saying I still want you One minute you say you're a team Then you're telling me you can't breathe Well you should set me free Baby if you're over me Yesterday you said I'm the one But now you say you're done Stop telling me what I need Baby if you're over me If you're over me If you're over me Stop telling me what I need Baby if you're over me 
was years and years and if you're over me. And the time has come, I'm afraid, for me to say goodnight and a massive, massive thank you to my very special guest, Mr. David Williams, who has been absolutely amazing and given me, myself, quite a bit of information that I wasn't sure about and hopefully has answered some people's questions out there or even given them more questions to think about. Um, so I would like to say a very, very big thank you to you for coming in. It was, as I said, it was short notice. Not at all. Thank you for having me. And I shall hopefully, if we continue with the debate show, if when Withy Bush has any more situations to unfold, hopefully maybe get you back. Yeah, no problem. Thank you very much. And let's go say goodnight to Mr David Williams and goodnight to the live feed. Um, I Hang on, I, I will hopefully switch it off right because it's almost the end of the show. Oh, hang on. I think I'm off. Do you want to say change it? Oh, I don't know. Uh, shall I save it? Oh, sorry, I'm just talking to myself because I'm not really sure what I was doing on that point. <laughs> So um, thank you, everybody. So it just leaves me to say thank you so much to everybody for your comments, for your interaction. And I hope you enjoyed giving your thoughts, because as I say, the debate show is what you want to hear about. I will be putting another poll up. Um, we will be back next Monday. So I will if anybody wants to contact the Facebook page and actually say, you know, can we talk about this? If we've got a topic or a debate you'd like to hear, let me know and I will pick, if there's more than one, I will pick the two top ones and let people vote on it as they did on this one. So um, it just leaves me to leave you saying good night. Thank you very much for tuning in to Pure West Radio and I will leave you with... No, I won't leave you with that. Um, I will leave you... Oh, dear, hang on. I'm going to leave you somehow with perfect, which is what this has ended up not. <laughs> I'm going to leave you with perfect by Ed Sheeran. I found a love for me Darling, just dive right in Follow my lead I found a girl Beautiful and sweet I never knew you were the someone Waiting for me Cause we were just kids when we fell in love Not knowing what it When you said you looked a mess 
Yeah. 